Hello and a warm welcome to Be A Bigger Fish. I'm Debbie Aurelius and I'm your podcast host. This episode is a delightful conversation between Rachel Miller of All Things I See and internal communications professional Erica Goodwin. It was captured just a few days after Rachel launched her online masterclasses all about internal communications. And if you're curious about those masterclasses at all, this episode is perfect for you because it gives you not only Rachel's perspective as the masterclass creator, but Erica's perspective as one of the first learners on the masterclasses. So you get that perfect perspective from both sides of the fence. And if you're a podcaster and you're wondering why you might choose a masterclass over a podcast series, there's a question towards the end of the episode I think you'll be really interested in. So let's get into the conversation. I'm delighted to welcome both Rachel and Erica to the podcast today. So welcome both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Would you like to say hello and just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you do? Hi, Debbie. Thanks so much. My name is Erica Goodwin and I'm an internal communicator and I'm currently actively pursuing a new opportunity in internal comms. Hi, I'm Rachel Miller. I'm the director of All Things I See and I specialize in training, consulting and mentoring internal communication professionals. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And this and a very exciting reason why I've connected the two of you for this podcast episode today. And that is that the All Things I See online masterclasses are live, which is really exciting. And we're all I want to cheer. Can I cheer? Yeah, Hooray! Yes. <laughs> 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 so we're going to jump right into the topic and talk about that event and how we're all connected to it and where we think that's going to go. Let's start with Rachel. You seem to be a really busy person. I know that you run masterclasses live up until obviously the time before the, the pandemic and the, the requirement to, for social distancing. But I know you run those anyway, virtually, and you do coaching and you do internal comms consultancy you're such a busy person. What on earth made you decide to start building online courses? <laughs> That's a good question. I've been thinking about doing them for a while because I've been running in-person masterclasses since the summer of 2016 and I've trained nearly a thousand internal comms professionals in that time, which is a really big number and I'm really proud of that. However, for all the conversations that I've had and all the people that I've been able to train, I've had conversations with communicators around the globe who've not been able to travel, who want to do some training with me, but they can't get budget to come over to the UK. And I've not been traveling because I have three very young children. So over the last four years, this conversation kept on happening where people said, do you have an online version of the masterclass? And the answer was no. So about two years ago, I started to do some research to just explore this as an idea. Is there a market? Is there a demand? And how could I translate the in-person masterclasses, which I love doing, to reach communicators wherever they are, wherever they are in the world, and they can choose to learn at their own pace. So that was the thinking behind it. So I did some research and I made sure that I was solving the problems that people have, not the problems I think they have. And overwhelmingly, the feedback was, yes, please, please do think about doing an online version. So it was in response to the demand, really, from internal comms pros who said, how can we get a piece of this if we can't come to London? Yeah, interesting. So would you say that you've aimed the online masterclasses at people outside the UK or who is your sort of ideal student, I suppose? <laughs> 
Well, ideally, it's the resources are there and the training is there for whenever you need it. So it's your learning done your way. So even when I've been running in-person masterclasses face-to-face, the frequency might not be right for some people. So they might want to come along to a ChangeComs masterclass, for example, and they can't wait three months till the next one rolls around. Mm. So in my schedule and, and planning to roll out is a ChangeComs masterclass because it, wherever you are in the world, if you need training, you need access to it on that day and you can't wait and you can't travel, then I'd like to be able to help. I'd like to be able to give them a solution to that problem. So it's open to anybody who wants to invest in themselves. And some of them are quite confidential. So the Exploration Masterclass, which has gone live, is for aspiring comms consultants. So it's if you're working in-house and you're thinking about being a comms consultant. And I've run that masterclass in person for two years, and it's secret. So I never share photographs of who's there and because that's quite private. Mm. But now you can do it from the comfort at home, and you can enroll on a course, and it's very much done within your own timescale. It's your pace of how you decide to do the content. Yeah, I can see that that would be a great advantage, actually, if that's something you're considering, but maybe not going public with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a really good idea. Your initial planning stage for the online courses, did that predate the recent phase of having to work more remotely because of COVID-19? Yes. So I've been researching for two years and I've been trying to learn as much as I can. We don't really do online training in the world of internal comms. They're not webinars. And the only online things that we really think about are webinars and they are so much more than that they're not that at all it's really interactive way of learning with videos and workbooks and text lessons and quizzes and surveys so I'd done all of that research and my plan was for 2019 to be the the year that I launched online masterclasses and then opening a physical space took over because I found the right place so I opened the all things I see hub which went live at the start of 2020 which is a dreadful time to open an in-person physical space as as it turns out. But the momentum was still there for online masterclasses. I really wanted to make them happen. And then when the global pandemic hit, I just thought now is the right time to really spend quality time invested on getting these masterclasses out of my head, out of my heart and into the wild. So I did have to adapt. So I was doing lots of filming in my office. It's actually behind me as we're recording. I know that you ladies can see it, but listeners can't see it. I've got a pull-up banner behind me, which is in the same pattern as my office wallpaper because I had to have continuity of filming and I couldn't, because of lockdown, couldn't get to my office to do filming. So I've had to adapt, but we've kept on momentum as the lockdown has happened to make these masterclasses happen and launch when planned. So I'm delighted that we've got there. Yeah, brilliant. I think that's a genius idea, having a a pop-up wall that looks like your office. (laughs) My home office is the guest bedroom, which has a running machine behind me. So the pop-up wall is not only good for continuity for filming for masterclasses, but it hides all the gym equipment as well. Good for privacy as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Erica, I think it's time that we brought you into the picture now. So perhaps you could tell us how you first met Rachel. (laughs) I love this story. So I started following Rachel on social media probably two years ago. And then in 2019, she was our keynote speaker at the Public Relations Society of America Employee Communications Conference called Connect. And I was thrilled that I knew I would get to meet her in person. And so I knew that going in, but then how we actually (laughs) met in person. (laughs) I will never forget it because it was so unique. And the only time I think this has ever happened to me personally, we were 
in the ladies' room, in the powder room. Obviously, I knew who she was right away um, because after having followed her and I knew what she looked like. And so I said, hey, are you Rachel? I'm Erica. I've been following you on social media. I appreciate what you do. And then like in such Rachel style, she opens her briefcase and hands me stationery. Really? <laughs> of course, that's what you do. Of course, she does. What you do. of course she does. So that was a delight. And I was hooked from there. I have always had a great admiration and respect for Rachel and what she does and what an incredible internal communications champion she is and a champion for other women and internal communicators. And it was a delight to learn that her online persona matched her warm, inviting, welcoming, nurturing in-person personality. Oh, what a great meeting. What a great story. <laughs> I don't. I, I was going to say, I don't normally carry station around me in the toilet, but I do. <laughs> it's always on me. There's always a pen within reach. <laughs> I, I just couldn't resist the opportunity to give you nice things. <laughs> that's really kind. I think that's such a lovely story. And so what's your connection with the online masterclasses, Erica? So I have had the great fortune of being a beta tester for the online masterclass, How to Be an Internal Communicator. I knew Rachel was developing this online masterclass. And when she was close to launching it, she invited me in to test it out and see how the flow was and offer any feedback to help improve it for other internal communicators who were also interested. Yeah, brilliant. And yeah, I have to say, I've been working, supporting Rachel really behind the scenes with developing the masterclasses too. So we were both really, really keen to find out what the beta testers were going to think of the courses because we were both so involved in them. We knew we needed sort of fresh eyes on them. It's like anything that you write as an internal communicator, you can't often review your own work because you know what your intention is behind it. So it was really important to me that I tested everything that all the ideas that are in my head and in my heart that we've translated into content and poor Debbie with all the video editing with all of my (laughs) various filming locations in random (laughs) rooms in my house it was really important that we tested it to did it flow with any jagged edges did it make sense from end to end because it's like anything when you're too close to something you can't always see it objectively so that impartial feedback from somebody that I respect and somebody that I knew would be really honest I needed constructive feedback I didn't need someone to say everything's fine because I really wanted honesty and and truthfulness so you were so wonderful in your feedback because you were you know even down to double spacing like typos that (laughs) level of detail is exactly what I needed because it's for professional communicators so we don't read things in the same way that everybody else does. We spot those sorts of things. So your feedback has been absolutely invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what did it entail, Erica? What was the process of beta testing? Rachel sent me a series of questions just to kind of check things out, spot checking. And then overall, my approach going in was I wanted to experience it for myself and having four years of experience in internal communications, but I also wanted to put myself in the position of someone else who was brand new to internal communication. So someone who had only perhaps a year or two behind them, or even not even that long, you know, I think this serves as a perfect springboard in education on internal communication for someone really just brand new to this industry. 
from your insider's perspective then, what would you say it's like to, to study this course? You said you thought it was ideal for somebody who's maybe quite new into internal communications. Do you think it would be a positive experience for them to learn about internal comms in this way? Absolutely. And so what I will tell you first is I had the great fortune of having Rachel as my internal communications mentor following the PRSA Connect conference last year. We did several one-on-one sessions in the months that followed that conference. So my frame of reference is from those sessions with Rachel after the conference in those one-on-one sessions. I felt like I already had a good idea of what Rachel offers from a coaching and mentoring standpoint. So I had that frame of mind going into the online masterclass and I found that it was a great continuation of those calls throughout the course. It felt like Rachel was walking with me through all of the content, the dynamic of having super engaging content from videos to downloads quizzes. Everything that Rachel mentioned earlier was really helpful because it made me feel like it was very personal to me because I was doing it alone in my house, but she was right there with me the whole time. And it felt kind of intimate, but it also felt like we were in the same room together. I don't have the budget to travel to London, unfortunately, to do her class in person. And that's obviously really difficult to do in a pandemic. So Having that online masterclass was ideal in learning how to approach internal communication and the philosophy behind it, the purpose and value of it, which is really fundamental to understanding and creating your own ideal of internal communication and what that should look like so that going into an organization or a company, you can figure out how to adapt your approach to what the company needs using your business acumen. That's such lovely feedback. That has been a really important part of the whole process for me in developing these online masterclasses is how do you create an in-person experience when you're not in the same room and you know mandatory e-learning has got a pretty bad rap for good reason because it's very stale almost and it's really not personal at all so I think to hear you say that Erica is just I was so happy to know that because we worked really hard to try and create that in-person experience so it feels like I'm with you every step of the way and I'm really I'm so happy to hear that thank you. Yeah absolutely. Erica did you say you've been in internal communications professional for four years yes that's right yeah Mm -hmm. so quite quite experienced was there still something in the course that you learned and that you felt was really useful to you personally I thought there was so much that was useful to me personally so I will tell you a little bit about myself I'm one of those people who feels like I need a degree or letters or a certification of some sort to feel really validated in my profession And with internal communications, because it's such a uh, specific niche within the world of communications, there are not a ton of opportunities to have a certification or a class that really teaches you the foundation of and philosophy behind internal comms. And so I thought this was a great opportunity to really reflect on that. As we've all probably heard, internal comms is something we just kind of wander into. I don't think anyone in college thinks, I want to go into internal communication and be very deliberate and intentional about 
their approach. And so having a master's degree, we I learned a lot about communications theory in my master's program, but not internal communication. Honestly, to me, what Rachel's online masterclass did is it really helped me pause and think more about the philosophy behind it, the intent and meaning. And that's critical to determine your purpose and value in it. And that's something I hadn't done before because, you know, we get so busy in a whirlwind of activities from strategizing and planning through executing on tactics and measuring measuring effectiveness and trying to determine outcomes that I feel like that's a really forgotten component of it. You know, we read so much content on blogs and listen to podcasts, great podcasts, that focus a lot on the tools and tactics without really giving a nod or much attention to the philosophy behind it and how we define it, how we define it as a community, how we define it for ourselves, how we define it then going into an organization or company setting. And that is extremely valuable to me. Looking at the Institute of Internal Communication map and figuring out where I need to focus, you know, what I'm already strong in and where I need to focus was very helpful. I feel like I have a lot of these components, but there are certainly areas that I want to work on, like business acumen and measurement, tying measurement to outcomes, making sure that I'm serving my organization well and creating the right content and elevating the right voices, uh, elevating and amplifying the right uh, employee stories are all areas that I want to pursue. And there are ways to do that. And Rachel is great to, in the course, to point out really tactical, practical, uh, easy steps to to make that happen. Brilliant. Whole thinking behind the masterclasses for me is that it's it's your masterclass done your way. And I, trying to get the right level for people is quite hard to gauge in terms of, I remember when we had the conversation, Erica, I said, in a way, I think, you know, you've, you've got too much experience to do this course in the way that other people would do it who are brand new into internal comms. And I remember sort of caveating, asking you to test it, going, I, I wonder how you'll find it. And it's so lovely hearing the reality for you in terms of it, it's ideal for, as a refresher as well. So if you've been doing internal comms in a long time, then I love what you said there about having the opportunity to pause, reflect, analyze, and just be really intentional and have a look at why do I do things the way I do things? How do we define internal comms? And that alone, I think, is so often missing in organizations where Mm -hmm. there isn't a consistency of approach and what internal communication is. And that's an exercise I do in most of my in-person masterclasses. I get people to get a postcard any excuse for stationery, really. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> to get a postcard and write down internal communication is dot, dot, dot. Because I'm curious to know what the answer is. And it's that lack of consistency. And people mm-hmm. really struggle to do that as an exercise. They really struggle. And then at the very end of the in-person session, and then get them to reflect back and go, are you going to change that? And are you happy with what you wrote at the start of the day? And it's really lo- lovely for me to see how people have progressed in their learning and whether they've, there's new things in there. Normally, it's two-way. Normally, the definition is quite broadcast and quite one-way. And by the end of spending time together, it's more two-way. So I'm curious to see how this translates for the online masterclasses and just to be able to see people's responses of 
what they're taking away from the learning. Yeah, I know, Rachel, you were a journalist and my major in college was uh, journalism with an emphasis on public relations. So my approach before with a 20-year career in communications has been to just apply what I learned in in school in a public relations practitioner training to internal communications, which still works. You know, it's the research and assessing, the planning, the executing and evaluation, which does work and can be effective. However, what I really love about Rachel's online masterclass is that it takes a much deeper look at internal communication as a profession when, to me, that has been pretty rare. This is the first masterclass I've seen or her whole series of masterclasses, both in person and online now, is the first opportunity I've seen to really learn about that. For me, it's about equipping people with confidence to have difficult conversations with stakeholders. And that's a common thread throughout all of the work that I do is how can I equip internal comms pros with confidence and competence in their roles? And normally, even defining internal comms and having a consistent approach in terms of when you talk to stakeholders, if you're more than a team of one, or you know, even if you are working as a solo practitioner inside your organization, how do you talk consistently about what internal comms is with everybody from people on the front line to the CEO to whoever you're interacting with? And then if you're a team, that consistency in terms of your brand, you know, your reputation and promise as a team, it has to come back to who you are, what you do. It's your comms principles. It's who we are, what we do, how we do it, why we do it. And that's covered in the How to Be Internal Communicator Masterclass. So having a set of comms principles means that you set it all out. You know, you're setting out your stool as a function or as a team to say, this is what good looks like. Aspirationally, this is what we're working towards. And that's often missing. When I audit internal comms in organizations, that part is often missing that real clarity of purpose and real um, definition even of who we are, what we do, how we show up, how we help our organization help itself to achieve its purpose. A lot of the time it's in our heads and we think we know it and we might say it, but we might not say it consistently. So that's a really key part of this course to help people feel confident in their conversations through the workbooks, having an opportunity to get some real clarity in place in terms of this is how we show up. In addition to the introduction to internal communications, Rachel, you launched with another title. It was Exploration, which I think you mentioned at the very beginning of the conversation. So what made you choose that topic to launch with? So my intention originally, I thought that I would probably launch with a change comms masterclass because I write a blog on internal comms, been writing it for 11 years and change comms are really, really popular. So I thought surely the number one topic people want me to write is change. But luckily, this is where the research comes in. So I asked people and I I was doing surveys and asking people, what is it that you need the most help with? if I was to offer online masterclasses, what would be helpful? And then based on that feedback from practitioners is how I came up with the course titles and the course topics. So the first two are how to be an internal communicator and then how to be a comms consultant exploration. I think it's because it is quite a secretive thing. You might not be sure whether you actually want to be a comms consultant or not. And it's the course that I wish existed back in 2012 when I was in that mindset of working in-house and knowing that I really wanted to be a consultant. But I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew one person who was a comms consultant. 
she came over while I was on maternity leave. My daughter was four months old. She came over with sushi, which was amazing because I hadn't been able to eat sushi in pregnancy. And I remember my, my daughter sitting on the floor and her playing that. And lovely friend Kim Borodell, and she sat and let me just grill her for a good couple of hours. How do I set up? How do I charge? Who would I work with? Who would my clients be? And just bombarded her with questions. And the intention of that course and the feedback showed really clearly we would like to have this course. We would like to be able to access all of this thinking and all of the masterclasses are available for 12 months. So when I did the in-person version of exploration, I launched that one in 2018. And it might be that you take the course and you're not quite ready. You don't know whether you want to be a consultant or not. And you might then do, Advita Patel, who runs Comms Rebel, she came on my very first exploration masterclass and she was about to do a part-time job and then build up the, the side hustle as entrepreneurs describe it. So she was thinking about becoming a consultant and she came along to that masterclass and she then launched her business in January, 2020. So that first course, I think it was October, 2018. And it wasn't until January, 2020, she was ready to launch so the intention of that masterclass particularly is that you have access to information to help you make decisions. And it might be that it's 12 months away and you've got access to it for 12 months, so that's good. Or it might be longer. Or the outcome of doing that course is, you know what, I don't want to be a comms consultant. And that's totally fine. I say that right <laughs> at the start of the in-person sessions, that if as a result of doing the exploration masterclass, you decide it's not for you, I'm not going to take it personally. It's, it's such a personal decision. So if I can equip people with the knowledge and understanding and, and checklists even of what do I need to do if I've got this idea of becoming a consultant, how could I turn it into reality? That would have saved me six months of my life if that course existed back in 2012. I spent so long researching. And it's deliberately not centred on the UK. So I've deliberately, all the courses are applicable if you, wherever you are in the world. And I'm really intentional with that. So I haven't done your really UK specific examples because that's important to me that it's your masterclass for you wherever you are in the world and I'm very intentional with the the way that I've written all of the content so it's applicable it's not you don't have to be in London you know to to make this content make sense yeah absolutely yeah and that's the that's the beauty of them being online right it doesn't matter what time of the day it is for you if it's the right time for you to you know dip into your online course it's there for you so Erica, you obviously had a relationship with Rachel before you studied this online course. Do you think that would be a prerequisite for all learners? Or do you think that anybody could pick up with the content and and it would resonate for them as well as it has for you? Doing mentor calls with Rachel while it was super beneficial is not a prerequisite at all. I believe any internal communicator could come into the online masterclass and have the exact same wonderful experience that I did in doing it as a beta tester. Also, had the online masterclass been available prior to my mentor calls, I think I would have done the masterclass first and had that found really strong foundation that Rachel lays out so deliberately and intentionally in the class and then been able to use my mentor calls for a bit of a deeper purpose. Yeah. So Rachel, how are you hoping that the masterclasses, the online masterclasses will evolve from here? I'm curious to see what happens. So mm. I've got a whole, and and you know, we've got lots of Trello boards on the go. <laughs> There's lots of- Love those Trello boards. 
you do and they're beautiful I love them we know what's coming next and we know the topics that are coming next and I'm open to feedback so I always in all the work that I do I'm listening constantly and I'm auditing and I'm trying to understand as I said earlier I'm solving the problems people have not the problems that I think they have so I'm curious to see how they'll evolve. I know the topics that I'll be rolling out next, and that includes the channels course and it includes internal comms audit course because that's what people are asking for. And then I'm open to feedback. You know, I've got lots that I do in person and the order will determine be determined by the people around me. So I'm not sure how they will evolve. Kind of turning the tables a little bit, Rachel, what, what did you think you learned from the process of building online courses? So much. (laughs) I learned so much. When I started researching two years ago, I'd never taken an online course. So one of the very first things I did was to explore, experiencing all the different platforms that are out there. And there's loads, you know, Thinkific, which is the one I'm using in Kajabi, and there's all sorts. I wanted to experience it first as a student to understand what does it feel like to do an online course. And I have notebooks full of notes. I have so many notebooks full of notes. And I started to listen to Amy Porterfield, who specializes in online course creation, and just listen to her podcast a lot and absorb myself with the world of people who are making online courses to try and learn from them to understand what they do. And over time, what I found was what kept coming through when I I mind map a lot, I'm a visual thinker and I was mind mapping a lot. And what kept coming out over and over again was my concern of, can I translate an in-person experience into an online course? So I just took my time. I took my time in trying things out and testing things out. And I learned that I could do it. I learned that being open to feedback and to be, not to be really precious about it, but to welcome constructive feedback was a really important thing to do. And I learned lots of very technical skills as well, through, particularly through doing the videos. I just couldn't have imagined that I would set up a filming studio in my guest bedroom. Remember, Debbie, there was Good Friday. On Good Friday, I did a whole batch of videos. My husband was with the children, three young children, so he was with the children in the garden because it was a really lovely day. So the house was quiet for the first time since lockdown. And on Good Friday 2020, I batched so many videos. And I learned how to do that and how to use a microphone and how to set up lighting and how to set up a tripod. So the practical skills that I've learned coupled with how to translate you know, all of your expertise in learning and development is so valuable to me about how do people learn? How do people recall information? You've taught me a lot about learning and development and learning styles and communication styles. So the sweet spot for me has been combining your L&D and internal comms expertise and online courses with everything in my head and heart and try to get that combination together and out into something that was ready to ship the last few weeks particularly, I think I could have tinkered with them forever. I could have made changes to them forever. And I think I remember pressing the email to you, Erica. I remember writing the email to you and asking you whether you would be a tester. And I was really nervous. I was really nervous because it feels like my baby almost. It feels like it feels quite Mm. vulnerable and quite visible to go, this is exactly how I felt before I did my in-person launches in 2016. I felt exactly the same what if I put these classes out there and what if no one comes along to them? And I remember I was sharing to my husband last night, it's the same feeling, how I'm feeling at the moment, just on fresh launch 
it's exactly how I felt four years ago. So it's funny to be back in that headspace again, but it's exciting. I'm really excited to see what people do with them. And what I'm really looking forward to is the feedback from people who now people get in touch all the time and say, I did your course a year ago, or I came to a masterclass four years ago, and I've done X, Y, Z as a result. And that's the bit for me that I'm really looking forward to. How are people going to make these their own? What are they going to do differently as a result of doing this learning? I'm so open to that. I really want to hear that feedback. I know it's such a significant step forward, certainly a labor of love. And I know what that feels like to be so personally connected to something that you've been really just dreaming about for a while and um, launching it into the world. And But you you had a safe person in me. So. <laughs> Maybe you do that also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I knew I knew you'd be honest and constructive and, and that that's that's what I needed is, is your candor and your honesty and, and your feedback and, and telling me where I needed to improve because that's as equally as important as saying, This is great, I really like it. However, try these things. That is really really helpful. Mm-hmm. What are you hoping overall that in these masterclasses will inspire Rachel? I'm hoping it will inspire people to believe in themselves and invest in themselves and their professional development. The feedback I hear constantly from all the work I do, whether it's a consultation call or a mentoring session or a training course, is having the time to pause, reflect and analyse. Why do I work in the way that I work? I hear this so much from internal comms professionals. It's taking the time to invest in yourself. So I'm hoping that it, they fill people with confidence and I'm hoping as they increase their competence in various areas of the different masterclasses that they'll go and be everything they need to be in their super visible roles, but feel nurtured and feel looked after by me. That's really what I want to achieve from these courses is that I can just spread a bit of commerce magic around and share some of the learnings and share all the mistakes that I've made. And if it builds up, people's confidence that's a great outcome for me that's what I really want to achieve I love the fact that you said earlier that you poured your head and your heart into the course and I really think that that comes through would you agree with that Erica 100% it was so clear I could feel it from her just through the screen doing this online class that she is very dedicated to training up internal communicators she's so nurturing and warm and inviting and welcoming and has great experience in internal communication um, in-house and now as a consultant. And that was tangible throughout the masterclass. Yeah, excellent. To take a slightly different tack, you may know that I quite often focus on podcasting on this podcast. It's really a podcast about podcasting. So online courses seems like quite a departure for me to dip into. And I'm quite intrigued to enter into this conversation about what the difference is. So Erica, as as the learner, what do you think that the online course gave you that, say, a series of podcasts wouldn't give you? Mm. So... For context, I wanted to tell you, I love podcasts. It's my favorite channel for consuming content. And prior to the pandemic, when I was uh, working in Little Rock, well, I live about an hour away from the office I was working in. And so I had a two-hour commute every day. And so to make that time more productive, I would just consume gobs and gobs of content through podcasts. In fact, um, I went through and counted them and I am 
subscribed to 39 podcasts, which seems wow. Wow. <laughs> what the online masterclass offered me that I don't get through podcasts is just a dynamic engagement and interactive class that podcasts don't offer because it's a little one dimensional and one way it's, you know, broadcast mechanism, not so much a two way, the diversity of content and the diversity of mechanisms that she used in the masterclass really helped me pause and reflect throughout the sessions and the videos really helped me feel quite connected to, to her in coaching me through that process. I think that's a really helpful perspective. Does that mean that you won't listen to podcasts anymore or are they still? I will definitely continue to listen to podcasts. (laughs) I cannot, cannot abandon those. Same question to you, Rachel, in a way, because I know that you're not only a keen podcast listener, you're an excellent podcast guest and you've made podcasts yourself. So what's your view on that? What, what makes an online course different from a podcast and where do the two have distinct advantages? Love a podcast. So I used to run my own All Things I See podcast. And I think it was between having my children. So I think it was after I had my daughter and before I had my twins, because I remember thinking that my house would never be quiet again (laughs) when I was expecting my boys, which was true. So I did do the All Things I See podcast and I did, I did a whole series of them and I did it under the For Immediate Release FIR podcast network with Shell Holtz and Neville Hobson and really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed producing it and and sharing my thoughts via that medium. I also had a YouTube channel at the same time. So I'm very keen always to dabble and experiment in new things. I find when I listen to podcasts, I need to pause them. I'm normally doing something else. I'm normally multitasking. And I for a while I was doing it on the running machine, I was listening to podcasts, but then I'd want to pause. For me, if I'm at my desk and I'm listening to a podcast and I'm always listening to podcasts, I'm curious how many I'm subscribed to. It's probably not as much as 39, but it's probably not not far off, Erica. The benefit for me of, of podcasts is that I can listen wherever I am, but the downside is I always want to capture, pause it, make notes, and then go back into it. Whereas that's the whole ethos with an online course is you're in that mindset of I'm listening and learning and making notes and consolidating every masterclass builds on its chapter after chapter builds on the one before and the VIP versions of the courses enable you to submit assignments so then I can work with people really closely and I can check their thinking and come back to them with tailored advice and guidance. It's horses for courses really it depends what you want to achieve depends on what will work for you and your own learning style in terms of what will work for you. I think that's a really fair response. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good to be aware of what are the advantages and also the limitations of of all of the channels that we might choose to use so we can Mm -hmm. use them most effectively. Yes, as a a sort of last question, Erica, for you, what would be your top tip for getting the most out of your online masterclass? I think it's really important to approach online learning with an open mind. And what I would recommend that people do as they go through this masterclass is create the folder for the entire class and then create chapters like one through 12. That way you can download all of the resources and know which chapter the resources accompany. And that way you'll know what corresponds with what chapter. 
that's a perfect answer. I, I love the fact that you started with that be open-minded, but also that you finished it with that amazing structure. I love the sound of your file structure, Erica. Like music to my ears. You are super organized. Have you the most, I think probably the most organized person I know. <laughs> I can, oh, I can, I can that, see why that would, that would be that would be music theories. Yeah, I like I like organizing mm-hmm. things. So yeah, th- thank you. I, I take that as a, a very deep compliment. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so and to you, Rachel. I guess if somebody's listening to this and they're keen to set up their own online masterclasses or so, to start teaching online, what what would be your top tip for them? Do your research. So not only in terms of what are the different platforms out there. And how are people using them? But do, do it yourself. Experience some online courses so you get a sense of different people's style. And then do your research, not only in terms of what's out there and, and what would it be like, but ask that your intended audience. Ask your potential clients and customers. So that research bit was so important. I went into it thinking... I'm going to do course structure where people do it all at the same time. Everyone enrolls at the same time. And then there'll be a group where people get together and compare notes. That was what I thought people would want. And the feedback showed really clearly the complete opposite. People wanted it to be their masterclass in their way where they could access the content for a long period of time and either do it in a really intense two days, say, or do a chapter a week or a chapter a month. If I hadn't done the research, I would have launched a completely different style, which actually isn't where internal communicators are at. And that's not what they would have needed. So do the research so you're solving the problems people have, not the problems you think they have, and you're meeting them where they're at. So I'm really glad that I did that. and really glad that I listened. Yeah, that's, a, that's brilliant. Erica, if anyone listening would like to find out more about you or get hold of you, where's the best place for them to find you? I would love uh, for our listeners to connect with me on LinkedIn, you can search Erica. It's E-R-I-C-A-M Goodwin, G-O-O-D-W-I-N on LinkedIn. And I'm also at Erica M. Goodwin on Twitter. Perfect. Thank you. And Rachel, if the listeners want to find out more about the masterclasses, where's the best place to go for that? So you can go to them directly at allthingsic.thinkific.com or my usual website, which is allthingsic.com. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. This has been lovely, really uplifting to talk to you both. So, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day and um, I'll see you soon. Thank you. You too. Thank Thanks you both so much. So much. Bye Thank bye. you. Bye bye, bye bye bye. I'd like to say another huge thank you to both Rachel and to Erica for sharing that conversation and that insight with us. I hope it's given you a real taste for the masterclasses and maybe you've picked up some tips about how to design learning for other internal communicators or how you can extend your own learning as an internal comms professional. I'm always interested in how people are using different channels for learning. So if you're a podcaster and you've managed to create a really successful podcast that helps people to learn more about their profession, I'd be really thrilled to hear from you. So please feel welcome to get in touch. You can find me on Twitter at Debbie Aurelius or on LinkedIn at Debbie Aurelius or you can look up peppermintfish.com, that's my website, or find my social media presence as peppermintfishc. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to our discussion today. And I've got more great episodes lined up for you in the coming weeks. So I look forward to seeing you then. Take care for now.